0: Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes, and my name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, as always, we are not priests. We're not theologians. We are just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith.
1: And today we're back with uh, another bio episode, and we're going to talk all about the Danny story.
0: It's Danny's Danny's time right now. Uh, You heard it. I don't know when about my story. We haven't decided when we're going to release these yet. But for me, this is two in a row that I've remembered to say our tagline at the beginning. Yes. So, like, we're doing our we're doing all right today. Uh, and, but uh, I'm excited to hear your story. I thanks, mean, man. you've already heard it. But. I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the people watching. Maybe there's today's. details you don't know.
1: I bet you there is. Um, but as as we talked about on the on your episode, we are in the transitional phase of moving the podcast. Some things are going to change. Ryan has accepted a new job. He's moving to Orange County. And in perfect time, may I add, because our backdrop here (laughs) is falling down.
0: Yeah, these are, like, stuck on the wall back here. uh, Because, yet I want to, like, hammer them into there. And those of you that are listening,
1: uh, there's, like, we have, like, foam... Decor Like background That like Ryan glued Or taped up to the wall It's like
0: little sticky tape On there so I don't Mess up the
1: wall And uh, before every time We film Ryan's up there Like patting it <laughs> all down Making sure it stays And we were uh, Before we started recording We could hear it like Crackling it, and like Coming off the wall Yeah so. so
0: it's perfect time Because I don't think This this might not last More than one more week Yeah uh, so Yeah and goodness. it's uh, I think it's the hot weather Because like, We're in Southern California And we got like the fires And the winds and yeah. everything In October And now right. we're in November And you know Everyone else is already Having winters But we're it's it's like ninety degrees sometimes. Yeah. Um it, yeah, the weather doesn't know. So like because yeah, it's, it's so down. unstable here, this wall is just ready to fall down. Yeah. It's wild. Um I wanna say another note though. Like we we always say prayers before we do our podcast. There was the one that we didn't we forgot and that was like our it was worst, worst it was the worst ever podcast ever done. we've done um we okay but now in this transition phase we're trying to knock out at least two podcasts every time we film because we need to stock up because we're not sure in this transitional phase when and we're going to be able to we'll do it to film yeah so we just filmed my episode uh right before this this one's going to air who knows but uh we said a prayer before my episode and we're we're carrying over that prayer into this second episode but my question is is are we allowed to do that? Does, that, does it carry over? I,
1: I don't think there's a rule. I don't think there's a rule, but like. That's like, yeah, the same goes for when you say grace before your meal at a restaurant. Do you do it when the bread comes or when your <laughs> meal comes? Or, or if, the, if you or get salads, drinks. what if
0: you get salads? You, should you do uh, grace before each one of those? Or do they carry over? I don't I know. I think
1: prayer is just, <laughs> know, your life can be a prayer. Sure. You, know, you just do prayer when you eat. whatever it is for everyone individually, you do what you got to do.
0: So not that we're my, carrying it over.: Not that my episode was just the bread or the salad course. They, these were two equal main courses, but we're assuming that our prayer carries over for both of them.: Hopefully. I hope so because we want this episode to be good. <laughs> so again, we're going to be talking all about Danny's story, uh, his vocation story, if you will. Yeah. You know, not to your priesthood, but to your your calling to your ministry in your life. Right. You know, and I'm excited to hear, and hopefully, other people are excited to hear just as well.
1: I hope so. Uh, yeah. Because if not, it won't be a very fun episode to listen to. Uh, <laughs> so so let's my, let's dive in. It's it, it's uh the theme of my journey to Christ and my relationship with God has been, uh, that we have a God of persistence. Um, he, he, and an active, he actively chased me. Um, he he never gave up on me is the, is the overarching theme of my life and my, uh, faith journey. I've noticed uh, over, over the years because it started out like, like everyone's faith story. I didn't want anything to do with church. Nice. Um, that's everyone's, every, that was, everyone's that was, that was opener. Mine everyone's too, yeah. opener is that. Sure. Every, I hear a million witness talks from teens, and every single one is, well, I didn't love God, and then I went on my retreat. And then I went and on the retreat. And everything
0: changed. <laughs> and then sophomore year yeah, happened.
1: So, but uh, I am no different than anyone else. Um, I want nothing to do with it. But in a different way, because I grew up Catholic, uh, obviously, super cradle Catholic, and my uh my parents we went to mass every Sunday, my dad was very much like "Oh you wear your colored shirt, you wear your slacks, you wear your nice shoes like you're dressing up nice. I was an altar server for twelve years. I was involved in 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 the faith when I was a young when I was a kid mm-hmm. I helped out my mom directed the preschool program I helped out there um so I was involved I did vacation Bible school and things like that i was I was in it and uh when I got into like middle school high school like ninth grade i I got a little rebellious. Uh, I wasn't really in a school. I was doing some things I shouldn't have been doing. My parents were struggling with me a little bit. And uh, my mom worked for the church, and my dad was like, you you know my dad. He's super involved in everything. He's Knights of Columbus. He's... Mr. Sacristan, everybody knows him. Your dad is, yeah, he's, he's,
0: a, he's a fixture in this church. Your parents yeah. have always been.
1: Um, yeah. If there was a Mount Rushmore of parishioners at Holy Cross, they're on it. Absolutely. Um, and, like,
0: we're, there's an age difference between us. So I remember, yeah. you know, what are we, seven years, eight years difference? Um, I remember you as a, as a mm-hmm. little kid um, and your brother, your two little brothers, even, yeah. even like, really little. But yeah. Uh, you guys were always, like I said, a fixture in church and I saw you kind of, Oh yeah, we were front row through the altar server program and every program.
1: (laughs) It was kind of a program. Sure, Yeah. I I ended up like, uh, before, uh, when I was uh, like older altar server, I guess when I would help teach and train the little kids and stuff. And like, I was always the guy who, when they had like new kids coming, they would shadow me. I was like, I was, I was. A hot you would shot teach the kids how to ring the bells because yeah, sometimes they don't know what's going on and stuff, and yeah. when to start walking, when to pause. Like, I, I took altar serving very seriously.
0: That's important, and those are, those are the kind of things that I'm going to be uh, thrown into in my new job as liturgy director because we didn't really have, we've never had a liturgist at Holy Cross. No, no, no. You know, and so that that kind of falls on the leaders of particular ministries. So if right. you're the the head usher or the lead usher, you let the other ushers know what to go, what what goes yeah. on when. If you're the sacristan or one of the main ems that have been doing that for a while you lead the way yeah um and so you know you led the charge in terms of the altar i did servers. well
1: and i know that like whenever like the bishop came and stuff like that or like big holiday masses and stuff like we got called like okay i need you know uh, brendan was on the podcast already uh, me and brendan were like called in and yeah like, we, we were two of the top altar servers i guess top dogs anyway so i was over it by the time i was in ninth grade because my parents were so involved, I almost was like, I don't want that stigma of being super involved just because my parents were. Yeah. And I was not into anything. It wasn't just faith. I was just being a pain in the butt in You were a teenager. Yeah. I was a ninth grader that was thought it was too cool for everything. Yeah. I would wear my hood even when it wasn't raining. That kind of kid, you know. Back when I had my CD player, I didn't have an iPod. I put my CD player in my little pouch. Um, it was like, like a
0: disc man, right? Disc man, yeah. With the over-the-ear headphones. <laughs> Those were amazing because like... <laughs> What a great idea and a horrible
1: idea at the same time because as
0: soon as you start walking, that it's gonna skip. Oh,
1: yeah, Yeah. you have to be completely still for that to work. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then eventually, I got like the iPod, the original iPod shuffle looked like a USB drive. Nice, it held like 15 songs. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, so. I would have to walk. I went to middle school. There's a middle school right above our church, right? I and went there too. Yeah, that's yeah. where I went to middle school. So I would have to walk after school or after detention because I had detention more often than oh not. Oh my gosh, I Danny. I know, I know. I would walk down and have to wait for my mom to be finished with work at the church until I got to go home. So I would go down there and do my uh, my homework. Hey, at least you're doing your homework. Kind of. But like I didn't want to sit in the office or anything, so I would sit in the hallway, like on the ground. Now- uh, they had just hired a new youth minister who ended up being, he's one of my very best friends to this day. He had a huge impact on my faith life. Aside from my parents, he had the number one impact on my faith. Um, and the other thing about me, we talked about a little bit. Uh, I am a monster professional wrestling fan. I love it. It's probably my second favorite thing after being Catholic. I love being a fan of wrestling. I actually am a professional wrestler. Um, I moonlight as that. And, but uh, I was a fan since I was a little kid. Like it was, I had all the action figures. I watched it every day on television. Who
0: was your favorite wrestler? Like in ninth grade, uh,
1: Triple H. All my right. email was Triple H fan. Oh my gosh! Yeah, or my AOL <laughs> screen name. Did was, you have like the doll or? Whatever? Oh yeah, of course I did. I still have it to the What do you mean? Did I have it? I, I Triple H and the Rock. Those are my two favorite wrestlers. Nice. Back in the day, it's are different they different
0: now? Are they bad guys? Are they good? Triple guys? Triple
1: H was a bad guy, and the Rock was a good guy. Okay. Okay. Anyway. We're getting to deep deep it. I just, anyway. just want to know. Sure. So I was a huge wrestling fan. Okay. Still, now my still to this day, probably more so now than ever. But, uh, my mom had reached out to the youth minister and she was like, Hey, like, can you like try to help my kid? Like I want to be involved, but like it, I, m- me telling him, isn't going to happen. So Matt, uh, Matt Gray, who's my youth minister, great friend of mine. Um, he, uh, reached out to me in, in a really creative way. Uh, I was sitting in the hallway being a grouch as I do. And the youth room was like, he was, he, and he had left the the youth room door open that day. So he could like see down the hallway, the desk I now sit at, which is the door
0: was always open for like people to come in. Right. Yeah.
1: Like always, or like the kids would just walk in and go in there. Right. If they see was on it. Sure. Yeah. That day it was just him in the office. And it's crazy to think about because I sit at his desk now, but the desk is facing the hallway down where I would sit. And he like yelled down the hallway. Like, hey, uh, what did you think of SmackDown last night? And, like, being a wrestling fan back then, like, it's, in, it's, it's different now, but being back then was not a cool thing. Like, there was very few of us that, like, loved wrestling. And I was, like, taken back. I was like, what? You watched, you watched SmackDown last night? And he was like, yeah. And he was just like, and then, like, slowly, so I could hear him better, I'm, like, inching towards the door because we were talking about the show. Like, what'd you think of this match? Or what'd you think of that guy's move or whatever? And I'm slowly, and then all of a sudden I'm in the youth room. And now I'm sitting on the couch talking to this guy about wrestling. And then the next day after school, I went right to the office so I could talk to him about wrestling and more and more and more. And then he was, then he was bringing all of his, uh, like he, he brought all of his old school action figures that he had. And we were comparing, cause we collected them. We were comparing, oh, he had this guy, he had Hulk Hogan, but I had this guy and all of a sudden we never talked about faith. But we would talk about wrestling every single day after school. And then, uh, slowly but surely, he invited me to go to, like, a bowling night, okay? So, wrestling, him and the the foundation we had in wrestling got me in the door. Nothing to do with faith, but he got me in the door. Now, all of a sudden, now I'm at church. Then we decided to, I decided to go to this bowling night, okay? And I went to the bowling night. My dad was chaperoning, so I was not having it. Um, (laughs) But... uh, we were there and I see this girl. There's always a girl. And like I fell in love instantly. Nice. Was, she's since she married and has a kid now, but I was in love in the yeah. moment. And she loved church. So, all a, now all of a sudden I thought all right, church ain't so bad. Yep. And um I only went because of her. And then so Matt, smart guy that he is, he saw another opportunity to get me involved in church. So he goes, Hey Danny, do you play basketball? I was like, Yeah, sure. I ball. <laughs> I ball a, little. a okay. little bit. And he's asking me in front of this girl. Oh, so, man. So, like, what am I going to do? No, I'm not very good at basketball. Obviously, I'm great at basketball. And he goes, Okay, cool. I challenge you to a basketball game one on one. You can pick the court. And if I win, you have to come to every youth ministry event all summer. And if I lose, I'll never ask you to come ever again. Smart Smart move. And I'm like, dope.
0: He was was probably pretty confident in his skills too. I guess.
1: But I thought, and I'm not going to say no in front of this girl that I like, right? So then I end up dating this girl. Wow. And now it's time for the basketball game. A bunch of the kids from the youth group go to this game. We all gather at the park. It's me versus the youth minister. (laughs) Who's going to win? Twenty-one zero. 21-0. I lost.
0: That's pretty bad. He
1: destroyed. me. I'm not
0: me. a big basketball fan, but I'm I'm pretty sure you 21 to zero is not a good score in your favor. Destroyed me.
1: Wow. <laughs> Embarrassingly.
0: Yeah. He didn't even like give you a pity point nope. at the end.
1: He held nothing back. Nice. Absolutely and utterly destroyed me. Nice. So now I got to go to youth group.
0: Good for him, crushing little crushing kids at basketball. He, he's like, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, I, there's no pull no punches. Yeah. You're going to church whether you like it or not. So now I had to, I'm a man of my word, yeah, so I had to go to this I had to go to every youth group for a whole summer, and uh over the course of that summer, I ended up breaking up with this girl, <clears throat> and I was devastated, but he was there for me mm-hmm. and so I started ke- and then I started to really enjoy youth group, and then I was meeting friends that were kind of getting me away from the bad stuff I was doing, and it was really good genuine connections, and I was really starting to enjoy myself and then uh youth day, we talked about youth day in Europe, you played youth day, so back in two thousand and seven uh Youth Day came up, Anaheim Youth Day, and everybody's like, "You gotta go to Youth Day," and this is back because like most of the older kids were going. I was like one of the younger guys in the group, mm-hmm. and I did not want to go to Youth Day because I'm like, I, like even missing school, like I can't go sit and sing church songs all day long. Like that just doesn't sound like something I want to do. Yeah. And Matt, uh, I'll never forget this this thing that happened changed my faith life forever. So uh, at Youth Day, a lot of groups, I don't know if people have been before, but they have like little, it's like a tour guide. You have like a little flag or they put like their t-shirt on a stick. It's like, follow. This is where my group is so that you can find yourselves. And there's there's thousands of people there. Right. So Matt brought uh, his replica heavyweight championship belt. (laughs) (laughs) He had like a full size replica. Okay. 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 Every wrestling fan's dream is to have this replica belt. And he had it. And he's like, I'm just going to hold this up. And that's when everyone's going to do. We'll be different. Everyone will know. Okay, and and I, so I got forced to go to youth group because I had to, and my parents were like, you're going to youth, you're going to, you're going to youth day. So I got forced to go to youth day, and Matt goes, Danny, I want you to hold the belt. Wow. And I was like, 10th grade, Danny was all about it. And there's a wrestler, uh, John Cena, he's very famous, but he used to, when he had the, ch- when he was the champion, he would walk in and he would yell, the champ is here, and, and like that, and he would hold up the belt. So when I walked into youth day, I stood up on the the chairs I held up the belt And I yelled Holy cross is here That's awesome And it was the coolest And everybody Was crazy with me And stuff And I was like a Catholic John Cena like, Yeah it was like This is the coolest thing ever
0: Is John Cena trying to do The, the rocks movie yeah, right now Yeah he's doing a movie he's thing doing, now. He's, he's doing, doing, doing the, the movie thing, thing But he's in like The weird like kids movies But but he's like I think
1: he's a good actor He, he is He is um, But yeah he's doing the. He's no he's no rock He's, he's not he's, the rock uh, yeah, Wrestling takes a toll On your body So he probably was like I can make a lot of money Doing movies He did his time in there. he wrestled for You know 15 years Years, you so. have to
0: be a good actor as a wrestler. Have to I, you and Brendan are amazing actors. Every time you do any kind of skit or um, or kind of production for youth ministry events or camps or anything, you guys crush it. Thanks, man. I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that you are the character that you're portraying. Thanks, like, Thanks man. It's, it's insane. And so you get a lot
1: of those acting chops as a wrestler. That's why I got uh, like good at the wrestling before because I had that part. That's the part that's hard to teach. Like yeah. the moves are one thing, but like, cause if you're athletic, you can do the moves, but it's, I couldn't do either of those things. <laughs> I'm the worst
0: actor in the world no. and I wouldn't, I will not fall on a ring on my back or sure. I, you know. yeah. So yeah. Kudos so. to you, man. Thanks, that's, man. That's incredible.
1: But yeah, that standing up there and being able to like do and having this, it was just like a really amazing day and I felt so enveloped in the community and it was, it changed everything for me. Um. So anyway, fast forward, I'm full-fledged in the youth group now. Matt and I are best friends. He's like my big brother, he's my youth minister, he's my inspiration. We're best friends. I'm getting friends with all the youth group. I'm on the leadership team. I'm getting confirmed. Everything is awesome. And then Matt decides he needs to quit and he needs to leave.
0: Let me let me stop you at this point cuz this is a good uh, sure. good transition for kind of what I'm what I'm hearing from what you're saying so far. Um, before whatever the next phase goes on, mm-hmm. um, you're a little ninth grade punk doesn't mm-hmm. want anything to do with church. Nothing. The way you were pulled into church was to meet you where you were. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. We've talked about it before is in terms of like the music and, and liturgy is to is to invite people in with the beautiful. And the beautiful can be a lot of different things, but for you, the beautiful was wrestling Um, and it was, and it was again, nothing to do with youth ministry or the Eucharist or liturgy or, or Christ centered anything, but it was meeting you where you were, something that you were interested in pulling you in that way. And that was the seed that was planted. That was the mustard seed,
1: Um, but you weren't going to have it any other way. No. And, and I didn't, start to fall in love with the faith part until it my, until I had interest myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like forced. It right. was like, I was just, th- I was just accepted for who I was. And then that faith, the love of the faith came.
0: Right. And it took, it took, you know, the youth minister, it took this, this girl, it took him again, this basketball game that was genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then one thing after another, you gradually fell in love with it. Yeah. And, um, y- and it kind of pulled you into where you were, but you had to be met where you were at that
1: time. there was no, there was no other way, yeah, and he, he got me to get into that youth room and get into the church by not talking about faith at all whatsoever,
0: right, but being a positive uh positive mentor for you, you know, even though you weren't talking about anything in terms of faith he was in that, that role of, of a faith leader and yeah. everything that you were doing was centered in a, in a Christ like love, uh, of community and everything. Yeah. But, uh, and, and that was what brought you in.
1: So 100%. that's, yeah.
0: that's what I've heard so
1: far. Yeah, you're um, absolutely right on. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And so, like I said, though, then that, but then the, I think to this day, still the most difficult part of my faith journey so far is when, uh, when Matt had to quit, mm-hmm. when he had to leave to go do other things. Um, I was angry, I was mad, uh, I was like, because church was only, I only loved church because of this guy, because of what he brought me into and the way that he, the, like being in his friend. So I still didn't, church wasn't really about God yet, it was about my friendships and relationships, but um, I, I remember being so bummed, like that he was leaving, and um, so he leaves and I have to go on this family vacation the next weekend. Um, when he left, uh, so he leaves and I've decided like, I'm done with youth group. Like, forget it without him. Like, what's even the point? I don't care who they hire. I'm not into it. So I go on this family vacation to this beach house. Now, fun fact about me. Don't like the beach. I don't like it. I don't like the ocean. I'm afraid water, of water. I'm afraid cruises. of, op- I'm afraid of open water. I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of sharks. I don't like the beach because sand gets everywhere. No matter what you do, there's sand everywhere. It's uncomfortable. It's itchy. It's scratchy. And when you go to a beach house, I had to sleep on this air mattress. No matter if I didn't go to the beach that day or if I showered or whatever, there was sand in my bed. There was sand (laughs) everywhere. There was sand in my sandwich. There was sand everywhere. It's like glitter. Yeah. I I couldn't stand it. So I was like, I was already in a bad mood. I didn't want to be at this beach house. And they decided at the time, the confirmation coordinator, um, who's actually Linda, the the one who directed the choir when when you were there. Yeah. Um, Linda Demian. And so she was holding this meeting for all the teens that were in youth group to like plan out a summer because we didn't have a youth minister, but we still wanted to have, like she knew she had to capitalize because we had this thriving faith community. She wanted to k- take advantage of it. So she calls everybody and she goes, hey, um, I need everybody to come to this meeting. And so I was begging my mom, mom, let me go home early from this vacation. Like, I don't want to be here. I hate the beach. I hate the sand, whatever. And she goes, you can only go home if you go to that meeting. Ugh, fine. So I got to go home. OK, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm like nine, like 18 year old Danny senior in high school. OK, so I go home. I get to go home. I have to go to this meeting. I took the city bus to the meeting um, and we start talking. We start planning. We start And now. Also, we have this pretty, pretty rad summer lined up all planned out. So I and I helped at the meeting. I was really like helping to plan it and like throwing in my ideas and stuff like that, because I did love being there. And it was my friends that were all there, most of them. Mm-hmm. And then. uh as I was leaving, Linda goes, okay, so I'll see you next Tuesday. No. Like, I, 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 my deal was to come to this meeting. She's like, well, you helped us plan all this. you got to help us execute it. I was like, oh, fine, okay. And that was like one of the first instances where God was like, where are you going? Get back over here. Where sure. do you think you're going? He just used Linda to be that, where do you think you're going? So then, okay, so here goes the summer. And then we have this, we, we have a great summer. Okay. Then September rolls around. And it was actually the year that I lost uh, my grandfather, who's like, he's my hero. Uh, I actually, it was the same day he passed away is the day they hired a new youth minister at Holy Cross. And so I was a wreck that day. I was angry still. I just lost my hero. I was not in a good headspace. And my friend, Stephen, we've talked about him on the podcast. He was one of the guys involved in the youth group he calls me and goes, Hey, um, they hired a new youth minister. Let's go meet him. And I was like, not today, dude. Like, like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. And he went like, I'm picking you up. I need you to come with me. And like, he just kind of like picked me up. And I don't remember saying yes, but he kind of picked me up, brought me to the youth room. And I met. Uh, Daryl, who we've also talked about on the podcast, Daryl Hit, he's a youth minister at St. Julie's where Ryan does music now, but he got hired as the youth minister. And we met and we really just clicked. Like the first day we clicked and um, he was like, I heard a lot about you and I know that you've been involved and I'd love to just work with you more. And I was like, "Hmm, okay. And then over the course of the couple years that Daryl was there, like a lot of the same things that we felt needed to be changed about the youth group. We, we both had that idea and we like did it together and I was working hand in hand with this. So again, I tried to leave. God's like, no, 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 This person is here.
0: So you were, you were like a young adult leader. At this yeah. Point. I was like a um, senior
1: in high school and then early in college when Daryl was there.
0: Right. And so again, I'm hearing, you know, you, you were pushing back. You, we wanted to, uh, not be really involved anymore, but, uh, the Holy Spirit was really working through people. Um, yeah. you threw your mom to say, go to this, Uh, event. If you want to leave this sandy sandy nightmare. I was in hell. I was literally (laughs) in hell. (laughs) Then you have to go to this event. And then your friend uh, Stephen picking you up. You didn't even want to go, but picking you up, going to the thing. Uh, Linda saying, you better come back because Mm -hmm. you're here. You're going to be here continuing to uh, execute this. So the Holy Spirit was really working through all these people because that seed was already planted. It was already starting to flourish, but it wasn't fully there. And it took a lot of people watering at the same time to get you to start to thrive more.
1: Yeah, I kept trying to uproot myself and go to a different part, and then someone else would be like ha ha yeah, you know? yeah and exactly. like but so anyway, so yeah, but like then I'm working with Daryl, and we we the youth group is is going real good, and he changed a ton of stuff that and we we worked together, created a program, and it was really fun, we worked side by side together, and I really grew a lot when I was working with Daryl and into like falling in love with then I was really starting to fall in love with God, it wasn't so much about who was at youth group, it right. was more about you know, who's youth group all about? It's about God. And Daryl kind of fostered that for me and really helped me to start like, well, and I was older too. So I wasn't just about me. Like Matt like like, like, made God the biggest priority ever. He did like youth group was about God, but like I wasn't ready mentally to understand that.
0: Yet. When you're 16 years old, your friends are there. It's fun. Exactly. The girl who you like is there. Exactly. You you go in for for what they, they can they can hook you for whatever um, reason as a sixteen year old. But then as you mature as you grow you begin to realize there's something greater involved. Right. Here.
1: And so when Daryl started to think, then all of a sudden like all those memories of when my parents would take me to mass and when Matt would say something and when this was I would happen I'd be like oh that's what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know all these like seeds that have been planted before all of a sudden are like sprouting like crazy. And. So then I'm like, youth ministry is thriving. We're doing really good. And then Daryl goes, Hey, I got another job. I got to go. And I'm like, again, this, how is this happening to me again? But I was already out of high school and I thought, you know what? That's okay. Like you got to move on with your life. I get it. He was at, he was uh, expecting his first child. Um, He had got offered a full-time gig at another church uh, to be the youth minister there. And I was like, dude, go for it. Like, like, you know, I I was sad, of course, but like, you know, and I thought this is my time to I can step away now and I can go try to figure out what I want to do with my life, which is like I had no idea what I want to do with my life. And um, that same day, uh, they announced who the new youth minister was going to be and end up being one of the deacons, Deacon Kevin from our, our Holy Cross. He's an older guy. But he love he has he has a heart for the youth. He still does. He still teaches confirmation. A lot he's, of energy. He, he's he's great. an awesome guy. Yep. He's a huge mentor in my life, faith wise. And um, he was gonna be the youth minister. And at first I was like, ugh, like, okay. <laughs> like he has He's, he's older. He's older. Kids, the kids in youth group could be his grandchildren. Yeah, exactly. Um, but okay. And DK said to me the day he took the job. DK, we call him DK. DK he, we call him Deacon DK. Kevin. Deacon Kevin. sorry. DK, Don, like, it's a Donkey Kong joke. But So Deacon Kevin, the day he got the job, he goes, I need you with me. I need you to stay and help me keep this program going. I can't do it alone. Once again, it's God going, where do you think Pulled you're back going? Get back over here. Because sure. I kept trying to run. Yeah. God grabs me by the scruff of the neck and goes, get back over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So now I'm working with DK. I got a little job as an assistant youth minister. I got a desk in the youth room. That's when I met you, and uh, you when you were in the Jeremy Ryan band. And now, like, I'm I'm starting to get to know more people and do more stuff. I got invited to do Camp Big Deal for the first time. Like, stuff is happening. Faith is moving, and my I'm starting to get more involved in what's going on. Then I decide I need a real job. Like, I need a job that makes money. That
0: does happen in life. It tends yeah. to happen. Where like, you you, yeah. do, you
1: do, do need money at Like, some I was point. doing the custodian thing at the church, and I was working three or four hours at uh, the youth group, assisting the youth group. But, like, I need, like, a job. Like, like 20, 40, uh, 20 to 30 hours a week job while I, while I was in school. Uh, so, my buddy Steven was a security guard at the mall, and he goes, hey, I can get you a job at the mall. And I said, okay. Okay.
0: Um, like segues and everything i want to find out if we if, if segues were involved all right so we're hearing all about this possible security job right let's so there's, hear it.
1: there's no segues it was just like walk around protect them all and i have i actually have my guard card so i almost became a security guard okay like, even last year yeah and being a security guard you're just like a glorified tattletale i feel like you would have an amazing
0: security guard mustache like, Thanks. they they make you shape this probably yeah right? they were going to yeah yeah security
1: stash but uh yeah you just like you just have to be like hey i'm gonna write that down and we'll note that in the log for the day okay (laughs) anyway so but i was like it was just it was it was a job and it was something that i was like i could do that i could be fun i was gonna work with my friend like i could do this job and i told them like hey i gotta go i'm taking this other job and they like immediately on the spot they're like how about we offer you this many hours a week and you can be the uh co-youth minister nice i was like what uh okay sure Boom. Okay, so now... Pull back in. Pull back in. Tried to escape, Pull back in. Now I'm... And that was Monsignor uh, at the time, our pastor at the time. He pulled me back in. So now, okay, now I got this co minister job. But as with anything, if there's two leaders of anything, you're going to butt heads. Yep. So Deacon, Kevin, and I love him to death, and I know he loves me to death, but we were butting heads on some things. Okay? As you do. And uh, then over the course of time... He ended up having to go do some other stuff with his family. He had a lot of grandkids. He was just just doing his. He wanted to enjoy his retirement. He he had been a law enforcement officer for many many years, so he's like, "Hey, I'm out of here. I gotta I gotta I gotta call it quits for this." But the coolest part is like in his letter of resignation, he wrote, "I believe that Danny is ready to take on the job." That's beautiful. Um, and and he just handed me the letter. And like while we were in the meeting, like we like that. We it was me, the pastor and everybody. And he just handed me the letter and I just read it out loud. And I was like, Oh man, like, and this has been like my dream for a long time now for many years. Yeah. And, uh, Monsignor just like looked at me at the time and he goes, he goes, do you accept? And I went, yeah and he was okay.
0: That's a scary moment, right? Yeah. Because you'd been co-co-leading but you and you're in your mind you're like I, I could do this on my own. Yeah. Just fine. But then when that moment comes you're like, "Oh shoot. Can Am I, I do this? this? Can, Am I ready yeah, for this?" Yeah. And, and, and all, it
1: wasn't like an interview process or anything. It was literally like, "Okay, he's leaving and he looked at me that same in that same 10-second vein and said, "Do you accept the job?" And I went, "Yeah." It was OK.
0: And again, congratulations. It's
1: that, you're the youth minister.
0: That's uh, what I would say is like grow to the size of your fishbowl. You know, you might not feel you're ready to uh, to be in that fishbowl, but yeah. You, and you just get thrown in and there you go.
1: And then it Off was you go. Yeah, it was crazy because then it was like all of these people that had kind of kept bringing me back into church and, and like kept me there and like being like, you got to do this and making me stay, you know, God working through all these people. Now I felt like God was making me that person for others. Mm. Now it was my job to help teens find yeah. God and to bring them in in any way that I could and whatever be a mentor yeah um, but then so now I'm doing youth ministry I was su- I'm super involved in a lot of the regional retreats that we talk about. I'm on the directors team I help with those I do a lot of leadership stuff outside I'm doing a I do rallies I'm involved with youth days you I'm do a all, lot I' doing d- all kinds you do of a stuff. ton of stuff absolutely um and because I think more now I understand that it wasn't about the people, but it's about God. You know, and that's why, and I've fallen in love with God and, and and learning about Him, and and I've taken little things from all these people in my life and kind of formed into my own.
0: And you, faith, un- faith, you know, you understand that that it's about God, but the people that you're fostering that that change in, they they're like where you were when you were 16. Right. So you're you're reaching them as people, and yeah. then eventually you'd hope that they would come to the maturity Trying to, to realize steer them as well. Towards
1: towards Christ, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. But so even though I like now I have this dream job, I'm doing I'm living my dream. I'm the youth minister. You know, I'm sitting in the chair that Matt sat in when he called out to me for the first time and brought me into the faith mm-hmm. in a way that I had never experienced before. I now sit in that seat. You know, it was it was. I remember the first night on the job. Uh, we did our first youth night. It was just me. We had a ton. It was a great turnout. It was an amazing night. And everyone had left for the night. And I like walked into the youth room and I closed the door behind me. It was just me in the youth room. And I just cried tears of joy because it was like accomplishing something that I wanted for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I'm here. Like, this is my office now. Like, I, I did it. I'm the youth minister. Uh, And it was like a really surreal moment. I have a photo of me, like, and I'm like, I, it's on my Instagram and you can see that like my eyes are swollen because I had been crying from like just joy. Yeah. Just, uh, just like how how excited I was. But fast forward to, I wanted to do more. I felt like there was more I could do. And then I got involved with you and, and when you were in the Jeremy Ryan band, and I was involved, involved with you guys and doing stuff. And I remember at one point I said, uh, to somebody that I was that I was talking to, I said like, I want to do, I want to speak. I want to speak and I want to help teens and I want to be, I want to do, I want to do more. I want to help teens on any level that I can. I want to help people find God and fall in love with Christ. And at the time that person was like, that's just not your job. That's just not what you're going to be able to do.
0: Yeah. You had a meeting and, and, and express that. Yeah. And I told them, I'm like,
1: this is what I want to do. And they were like, ah. I think you're just, you're like the backstage guy. Like you're better at like the, at like the, the pencil pushing and helping people from behind the scenes. Like that's what you're called to do. And I remember like getting punched in the stomach. I was like, what? Um, you know, because like where at every other time I would, I had tried something and God had been like, well, no. And there was, I felt like that was God. Yeah. And in this moment I was like, this doesn't feel like God is saying this. Right,
0: it was always the Holy Spirit working through working through somebody to pull you in the right direction, and this was just like the complete opposite. Like you don't belong in this. You don't. This isn't your calling. Yeah, it felt really different. Sure.
1: Um, and I remember it it bothered me for a long time. And then, so I had always had like a a fire in me to do it. And then, and you and I talked about it at length all the time. We talked about it, and then I was like, maybe I'll do a YouTube channel or I'll do whatever. And then, um, you know over the course of just this summer you were like hey let's do a podcast together let's team up let's let's do this thing and it's funny because a year ago uh, it'll be december it'll be a year ago i posted on my facebook you know i want to be i want to be a catholic speaker and i want to book a speaking gig or uh, whatever i want to i want to make this a reality i'm posting it on here as accountability i want to do this and I'm just putting it on here so that it's out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to, you know, that that like this January we booked a speaking gig. So like we, I, I, you know, I accomplished that goal. Yeah. Or one of them. It's a long journey. I've got tons of goals, but like that was one thing that I was like, because we teamed up to do this, I was able to do that. And like all of a sudden now, like we have people that are tuning in our Instagram, people that are watching our podcast. Like we're we're doing that thing, that thing that was I was told you can't do you this. You can't this do is, this. This, this is isn't in your you. place. Sure. Uh, I was like, huh. I don't, I don't believe you. God, I felt like God is, was calling me to do more. Just like I felt like God was not, he was persistent, not letting me run away. Then he was persistent in, okay, now I've, I've, I've had to come and pull you back.
0: You have that inside you already. You can pull yourself back.
1: Yeah. Now it's like, go run the other, he was trying to, every time I tried to run that way, he'd grab me and go, no, go that way. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm running that way. Sure. And, and it's working. And, and I, I've never felt more in love with my faith than, than ever before. Like I, I am so on fire uh, for for God, more, not for any, not for the person, not for me as as this big hot shot. Look at me, I can talk and all this. Other. It, it's about I want people to love God. I want people to fall in love with the God and find the fulfillment in the Holy Spirit that I found in life.
0: Well, you've been on quite a journey, as we, as you just shared. Um, but here's the twist. Now, this is the yeah. You know, there's been all these figures in your life that that you've that have helped pull you in that direction. That have been the Holy Spirit for you to pull you in. It was Matt, your first youth minister, that challenged you to the basketball game, brought you into the church, left you. You were devastated. Then uh, Linda. Who who was director of uh, confirmation. confirmation? She kind of helped mentor you and guide you along the way. She bounced. You were you were you didn't know what you were gonna do. Daryl, the next youth minister, comes in. He takes off. You're devastated again. This is a constant, reoccurring theme. Now you've you're secure in your faith in in how much god means to you and and like you said you are freely running in the opposite direction no one needs to pull you in that direction anymore we've started two catholic dudes but now this guy right here sitting right in front of you you're out of here bouncing i'm out of here um i'm not i'm not moving that far but how does where where's your brain at in terms of that we talked about it in the last episode a little bit
1: but like um is this different for you it is because here's the difference is In all the times beforehand, my trust and my faith was in those people. And not to say having trust and faith in people is bad. But my trust and faith wasn't in Christ. And that's why when when my, my simple answer when people go, why do you believe in God? Because God never let me go no matter when I, how hard I tried to run, no matter how hard I kicked and screamed and said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. God never let me go. Mm -hmm. He chased me persistently, passionately and said, come back here. I need, I I want you. I need you. I desire you. You are made for greatness and you need to do what I'm asking you to do. You know, every time I said no, Mm -hmm. God said he pushed me to it. He pushed me to a new way to say yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that with this moment, it's, with you, with you having to, this new step in your life, and because, because just like everybody else that that's had to move on, they moved on for stuff in their life. They had to do that, you know. Just like you're not leaving, just like I'll see you later. Like you have this new thing in your life, um, and what I've learned is that it, it's God saying, "Okay, are you going to run away again, or are you going to stick it out with me?" And mm-hmm. I think that's the difference this time is my faith and my hope is in Christ. So whereas, like, yeah, you have this new obstacle in your life, but that doesn't change the mission. That doesn't change what we're doing. That doesn't change why we're doing it. Say that you told me tomorrow, like, dude, I have to, we have to stop the podcast. That's not going to change how often I'm going to talk about God and how much I'm going to to, continue to go after and say, Hey, I love Jesus and here's why. And. I would find a new avenue and a new way to talk about God as often as I possibly could because it's not about the person or the people anymore. My faith and my hope is in Christ, and he's the one that's pushing me to to be his disciple, to be his son. Amen. You yeah. Know? Um, and I'll say this uh, on the air. You know, uh, we are...
0: We are the hands and feet of Christ, and we are called to be the Holy Spirit for other people, just as all those people that we've listed down the line were the Holy Spirit, and they were Jesus for you in those moments. Now, you have that fire within you, but if I see, uh, I, that doesn't mean that I'm not called and you're not called to be the Holy Spirit and Jesus for one another. Sure. So if, you know, if, if you're feeling bad about it, I'm not afraid to say, hey, get, get back in here. Sure. I'm pulling you back in, and vice versa. So we should be called to still do that, to lift each other up to be, because we have that choice with our words words in what we say to everyone that come that come across us do are we going to be those people that challenge that person to a basketball game to bring them into the church or are we going to per- be the person that says this is not your calling you to be a catholic speaker you know to push people further away are we going to pull people into the church are we going to push them away with our words and our actions and i'm not afraid to be that person to you to anybody um you know through through whatever changes are going on in our lives
1: well and when i look back at every single time that somebody in my life moved on right or 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 left their what they said to me always was i can literally tell you matter of fact it was always Just because I'm gone, church doesn't leave. Mm -hmm. Christ doesn't leave. God is the same. The love of Christ is the same. The church still needs people to be involved. You know, every single person, Matt, Daryl, Linda, everybody, they all said the same thing every time they left. I was the one that went, nope. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's now that I'm saying that, like, it doesn't matter where anybody goes. My mission is to talk about Christ and to show Christ's love to as many people as possible. And to further the church, that's my job. Whether it's I'm um, paid as a minister to do that, I'm a disciple of Christ, and that's my job to do that. Is to, is to go out and preach the gospel to all creation. And that I get that this time. Good. Yeah. After all the times God has had to go, no, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. You know, is like these people would go, I have to go, but God is God's still here, and could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd go, nah. And I'd run and be like, stupid, get no. You're missing it. Now I'm at a point where it's like, it's almost like, it, it, I. It, the more we talk about it honestly, like raw right now, the more I think that this is God in this situation with you moving away. Because it's just, it's like, how could it not be? How could it not be? Absolutely. Like, just talking about it now, as real and as raw as we are, like, how could it not be? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, it lines up with everything else that God has done in my life. But this time it's a, um, knowing that I, I, I'm i more entrusting, I, I trust God. This whole year of my life has been about surrendering to Christ's will. This whole year of my life has been about surrendering. And I think that now more than ever is God is saying, like, how much are you surrendering? How much are you giving to me? You know, and uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: it's it's a huge uh, trust on both our parts, yeah. you know, for, for me to take this leap of faith and for you to um, continue on with this journey and
1: we're, we're going to, we're going to thrive. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like, and I think, uh, is what some people are saying and what, uh, I will say our pastor, um, Monsignor Hernandez, said to me in a conversation is he goes, he goes, a lot of people are going to go, hey, Ryan's taking this big leap of faith and he's doing this big thing. But he also he goes, but for you, it's a big thing for you too because you have to trust that everything's going to be all right with your ministry and your friendship and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're both leaping. In di- I'm, you're leaping. I'm just kind of Trusting in a jumping way. really high in the air there in the same go. place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're both in this this big moment of, putting our trust in God yeah. as we've done with, I mean, but like we've trusted God with this ministry and it's grown exponentially compared to what we expected it to. So we have to just continue to keep that trust in God yeah, and and know that, that it's going to work out. And, you know, looking back on it now, in, you know, in God's journey and God's persistence in my life is I think now as God was persistent in chasing me, he's calling me to be persistent in chasing, um, the opportunity to spread his word. And I have to be persistent and chase it in this moment. Of it's not going to be super easy. You can't drive down the street to do it. But are you going to be persistent in it and 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 continue? Like, are you going to preach my word even if it's difficult? Um, yes. So yeah. the student becomes the teacher. You've
0: you've learned everything you can learn, and now you got to go out and yeah. you got to practice it. And you got to you got to show it. Yeah. Um, um, you know,
1: it's time to yeah put your put your. Uh, Put your, money where, I mean, your, mouth put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I guess.
0: Make it. Let's make it happen. So, yeah. man, thanks for sharing your story. That was that yeah, was man. amazing. Um, oh, such a, a great journey to get you from you know little nine little twerpy to twerpy uh, ninth grader to you know yeah. uh, where God's called you today. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm sure all of us have have crazy journeys like that, and hopefully you know I'm sure God has been working in all of our lives in one way or another. It's a matter of. You know, being able to discern and pray on where, where God is in your lives, in those moments, in those, Mm -hmm. in those big moments of
1: change, how the Holy Spirit is working through the people in your lives to pull you in the right direction. And it goes back to our struggle episode of not, it's not just the big struggles, but the changes in your life, the transitional phases in your life is not why is God doing this, but where is God in this? Um, Absolutely. You know, where is God working in this? How is he trying to make me more like him through this experience? Right. Right. And so, you know, where, so we've each shared our stories and so now it's, where is
0: God working in this transition into Catholic dudes? We're going to find out, but I'm really looking forward to, uh, where things go. Cause I, I think it's going to be amazing. Me too. You know? Me too. So, uh, we thank you for the support. Uh, yeah, really for tuning in with us. Like this, this has been an incredible journey this far and it's just going to continue on. So, yeah. um, I think that's that's a wrap for your episode, man. That's that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story so far. That's the end of the story so far. So all stay right. tuned for more. Yeah. Um, but as always, you know, check out our, all of our social media stuff. Uh Instagram is where we do most of our uh our bonus content. All of our extra content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got stories. Uh we got all all of our Tuesday thoughts. We got we got uh when, Psalm of the week. Psalm of the week on Wednesdays. Um, yeah, so so find us there, Two Catholic Dudes. Facebook, yeah. we don't really do much on Twitter.
1: No. Uh, tweet at us and maybe we'll start, us and it. we'll start. But you can always email us at Two Catholic Dudes too if you're interested in bringing us to your church. Um, if you're interested in bringing one of us, both of us, whatever, we'll, we'll see what we can work out. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we do retreats, we do days, we do whatever. Yep. Whatever you need.
0: And uh, patreon, we still uh, really really appreciate all the people that have supported us on patreon patreon.com forward/ two Catholic dudes if you're interested in supporting
1: us there, we can't thank you enough for that Yeah and, and above all guys, we ask for your prayers right now in this time of transition Ryan Ryan's stepping into a huge leap of faith in his life um, and, and we just we ask for your prayers that we can continue to, to spread God's love and, and God's word in this in this transitional phase in our ministry and our lives our friendship so absolutely
0: so uh yeah thanks guys for listening to our stories um man we uh see you on the next one see you on the next one peace